Welcome to Hearty Dice Friends, episode 73. Intro. Welcome... Uh. Welcome. Welcome. Whale come. Buckets of whale come away to you. It's Sea Marine World. <laughs> it's Seaman World. The Seaman Life Center. <laughs> we put the seaman in Sea Marine. We put the semen in submarines. We put the semen in this dog. <laughs> then we put the dog in a pool. <laughs> semen marine world. See the rays. <laughs> there come dogs. Those aren't barracuda. <laughs> that's come dogs. <laughs> Those aren't jellyfish. That's, that's dog come. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. We can guarantee you 100% of the attractions in this park are just come. Don't get an ice cream or buy a hat. <laughs> We've got novelty erasers and a machine you put a coin in and it flattens it with our logo. All of it come. We've gone come crazy. <laughs> crazy. <sighs> Sorry. That's fine. I mean, I said whale come. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of Hardy Dice Friends. My name is Grant Howard and I'm joined in spirit and in the flesh. In my physical form. Chris has graced me. Chris Taylor I'm joined today by in this room in which we are recording. Yes. Now. Beautifully put. Thank you very much. D- dear reader, I have a confession to make. I have not slept since a New York I'm not in New York. No. I am in London-ish. London. London. East London. London. Apples and as your father. Um, I So my speech is not great, but Chris and I are attempting to record a podcast because we need money. Our professionals. That was the line we were going to use. Our professionals. Well, well a professional does something for money, doesn't they? Fuck. Doesn't they did, yes. Fuck. This is, this is already a problem. And we've got nine worlds tomorrow. Yes, bright and early. Bright and early, yeah. I've got I've got, I've got to sound intelligent on a panel at eleven yes, forty five. Yeah, about um oh, something. You have no idea, do you? Um World building. Oh good. And what you choose to put in and take out. Spire. <laughs> There's an output in and now taken out. It's <laughs> exactly as God made it. Exactly as God made it. So, I'm a tired boy, and Chris seems to be pinballing up on the government-issued cocaine yeah, from our interactions boy. interactions over the last few uh, last few hours since he came to my house. He seems pretty peaky. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Well, by peaky, that means ill. Perky. No, I'm, I'm at a peak Pinky? on a graph. You are grinding your teeth a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, let's get the questions up. Let's do this shit. Yeah, let's do that. And, that was, and is there anything else you'd like to discuss? Like, have you got any interesting news? Honestly, no. I've mainly been playing games and reading PDFs while what? you've been gallivanting around the States. That is true. I went to Washington, D.C. You did? I went to Virginia, uh, where our tobacco Country comes roads. from. Uh, Country Roads took me home mm-hmm. to the place I belong. No, not West Virginia. Oh, okay. Just Virginia, Virginia. Lame. Sorry. Um, I saw this, I saw some, some elements of the Smithsonian. Nice. I went to the Air and Space Museum. Good. I went to a sculpture garden. 
Did you do any of the world's exiest Y? Like, world's biggest ball of twine? Not really that kind of town, Washington. Really? Because I, I kind of hoped it was. World's most president-iest president. Okay. Or maybe that's Putin. Is he president? Anyway, <laughs> point is, it's not really that sort of joint. Okay. Uh, we didn't go on a road trip. We wrote, we got on a train once Ugh. to go downtown in Washington. You've got to drive an inordinate distance. Otherwise, no, you haven't been no, I, can't, I can't drive a short distance. I'm fine, thank you. I can't drive. There's no need to do it. We were in, we were in historic Alexandria, mm. um, where America was founded. Really? Yeah, basically. It's like it's like well, they, had, they had all the wars and shit there, you know, <laughs> against <admit>. us, <laughs> which we won, I assume. Yeah, well, no, unfortunately, but I still don't recognise them. I believe they are a rogue colony, mm. which foolishly allowed me allowed me entrance. I'm trying to bring <laughs> it down from the inside. I went. Oh, I went out to a gay club. Oh, went out with my gay friend James mm-hmm. and my queer partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, po- I, 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 I was going to say I pose as a bisexual. I think I am bisexual these days. Okay, give or take. But I went out. Uh, we went to an, an inordinately loud bar called Trade. Which, wow! Mm, wow! Full of really nice, happy men giving each other big hugs and kisses, Aww. which I liked a great deal. Also, they had a no smoking garden. What? They had they, they had a back area devoid of really furniture or anything. Yeah. And by the time I was halfway down my second fag, by which I mean cigarette, they uh, they I just noticed the entire place was covered in no smoking signs. Wow! Why would yeah. they have that? I don't know. I imagine you were the only person out there. No, there's a lot of people out there just talking to one another. Because, yeah. again, it was like being trapped inside a metal shoebox. Sounds awful. Anyway, I went out, I went out front for a, for a cigarette, because mm-hmm. you're allowed to smoke out front. And, with, and before I'd finished it, me, a man named Melvin, and Melvin's friend who vaped were rubbing our bellies together. <laughs> wow. Melvin pulled up my shirt. We all, we all pulled, pulled up our shirts and rubbed our, rubbed our tummies together. It was great. Amazing. You're in a cult now. I don't think gay people are a cult. No, I think that gay person uh, was in a cult. Right, 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 with a belly rubbing cult. Yeah. There's worse ones to have. There is, but I'm just saying. But it was, it was the one experience I've had. So, like, I was always told when I, when I was in America, like, oh, like, you know the stereotype? Oh, my God, I love your accent. You're so cute. Mm-hmm. It's not straight people, apparently. Oh, really? It's all, all gay lads. Oh. They loved it. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God, he's adorable. Look, he's wearing a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying so hard. And there was this, there was this, there was this really, this really tall trans girl, who, bless her catty heart, came up to me and said, "I love it. Oh my god, I'd like." It's, it's just like I say every night is Garth night, right, honey? Wow. <laughs> it's just like, oh, keep going. Can you back, backhand me with that compliment a little bit harder? <sighs> yeah, shocking. So that was that was my experience. That's good. That's good. Sounds like a fun belly rubbing time. I, I, I ate some I ate some barbecue weed. <laughs> what does America come to? This guy gave us some edibles. They were barbecue flavoured chips. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they were like, they were like rice crackers. Okay. And like he'd put tincture on them. Like I, I can comprehend like gummy bears and things like that. Yeah, like, but, that's in my head but barbecue weed is an odd one. But like you know, a nice a nice rivita that gets you high. No, and and thankfully, um, like every other time I, I, I've had edibles, I was completely sensible about it and didn't have too much. Except the opposite of that. Yes, where you just keep eating because nothing's happening. 
Look, they were the size of frazzles. Okay. I had one and waited an hour. Right. Nothing. Sure. I had another one and waited an hour. Nothing. That's two hours. By that point, my body's just like, oh, man, whatever. You know what? I'm having quite a nice buzz. I'll have a third. <laughs> and um, I believe I actually texted you. You did? <laughs> At three in the morning. I got a, I got a message. <laughs> Chris, I'm so high right now. Love you. Bye. <laughs> I just, I just needed to tell somebody how high I was. My wife's asleep. I love you. Goodbye. XX. Yeah, you just said enjoy, which because uh, I was because I know I've gotten drunk texts from you before. Yeah, and it's just like you carry on. I'll yeah. just... Uh, the thing. I didn't. I didn't want to engage. No, I, I didn't want you to call me up I, and say, "Hey, girl, talk to me right now." No, I know. That's why I just said, "Enjoy." I just wanted to listen to um, dance music on my headphones in the bathroom, <laughs> in the shower, crying. No, well, you can tell. No, that's what the shower's for. Really, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's been my week. Let's uh, let's have a look at some questions, for some role play. Yeah, let's let's get down. Let's get let's get down to the meat and potatoes of the matter. The meat and potatoes, the brass tag, the corned hash, the corned hash, beef hash. Let's get down to the hobnail boots. Ooh, that's the rough part of the movie. Ask me a question. Uh, if I can see them over lean, the microphone. Lean forward. Uh, Names Equipped asks, following Hasbro's lead, how would you turn RPGs into esports? Teams. Teams. Teams of pallid-looking boys in white shirts. That seems to be... I've not really watched a lot of esports, but there seems to be a lot of intense, a lot of pallid boys. You don't really see tubby... So there's there's an interesting trend across esports. What you what you generally get is an awful lot of very sickly looking Asian boys. Mm -hmm. Come out of the Starcraft farms. Yes, and then the Swedes. The Swedes. The Swedes traditionally look like Vikings. Yeah, they are big. Yeah, they have enormous beards. Yeah, and they yell. Mm. And those are your two camps. You got to do something in Norway, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you get a couple care. of Americans hither and thither. Yeah, but it's mainly we, we don't really have a stake in it, do we? The Brits. We do. We do have some. We okay. have some teams. Um, interestingly, there's the uh, the London Spitfires. That's a good thing. Which is um, an Overwatch League team. Mm-hmm. I think they played at my local. Um, but however, the Overwatch League teams work exactly like football teams, in that you, anybody can be hired to a team. So it's oh. entirely sickly looking Asian gentlemen. <laughs> Who are very good at, St- uh, at StarCraft? At, um, well, StarCraft at Overwatch. Presumably, um, I mean, they all learn on StarCraft unless they right? go up against another team, at which point they lose. Oh, um, so what's, what's the like? They're very bad. It was the joke. Oh, I see. Sorry, I thought they could only play against bots or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I never played Overwatch. So, is there a way to make RPGs into esports? They're, not, com- they're not competitive. Is the thing. Now there is there is competitive D and D, which I find an aberration. I find I think that's disgusting. Yeah, I think that the the reason why esports are popular is because they are competitive. It's the reason why they. It's the reason why sports are popular is because it is a there is something self destructive within the human psyche. We we long for danger and death, and so we will find any means we can to replicate that sensation. Hence the existence of player unknowns battlegrounds. Yeah, but also, watch like rooting for a team 
It's a bit like having our army win a thing. Yeah, it's like like vicariously living through somebody else. Precisely, and 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 so like it's quite difficult to really get behind someone coming up with a nice set of actions for their ranger. Yeah, that is a problem. I mean, you get an awful lot of actual plays and stuff turning into essentially soap operas. Yeah, um, where you follow a character's story. And like, oh, this is my favourite character. I'm going to. I'm very much paying attention to what they're doing. Yeah. But the idea of actually trying to turn it into a competitive sport with, say, a prize on the line, is kind of well antithetical to what very much so. RPGs are. I suppose you'd have to go for something like X Crawl, Dungeon Crawl Classic. Yes, like, like an like, OSR type, like something which goes. But 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 the issue is like like the referee would have to be so incredibly boring. Yes, it would, need to be, to be it would need to be incredibly technical. You need, like, essentially a Magic the Gathering referee mm. watching the game. Like, no, rule mm. violation. Ugh. So I think you can't, basically. I think you can, but you need to frame it as a as a soap opera mm. rather than uh, rather as than something sport. else. Like, uh, just have a load of sickly-looking Asian boys was it, in was a soap it opera. one-shot's done um, Dungeon Dome? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel the actual play. I think that's that's a competitive kind of thing. I think like the theme is, is the theme is competitive. Yeah, like, I think actually. But that's what I mean. Like the theme is competitive, but it's but, a soap opera. But it's yeah, a soap yeah. opera. Now, what if you made an RPG about esports? I couldn't hear of the creaking of your chair. What if you made an RPG about esports? Well, that's X crawl. Esportier. Esportier. So you made an RPG about League of Legends. <laughs> not the not the setting, the, but game. the actual game. Mm. Oh, it would be a football management sim, essentially. <laughs> be like money coming in here. This person's gotten kicked off of Twitch for being racist. You ever play the football manager games? I have actually. Yeah. Are they good? If you like managing stuff, yes. So for you, nope. No, I'm I'm more of a broad brush manager. That is not that is not what this is about. Like, I think what I'd like is there to be a button which says football, and I well, push that, and then let the boys sort it out. But there is that button. You 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 manage all the teams, and you you pay people, and you train them and stuff. And then game. you press a button, and the match happens, and it tells you the result. Well, I want I want like I want that scaled up. So rather than buying people and you know like making it happen, it's just a big red button. Maybe it comes with a USB peripheral. I did with with football. Right now I smash it and then the screen flashes up. Two nil, two nil, two nil. To whom I wonder? <laughs> Wicked Wanderers, two nil. Wolverhampton Wanderers. I always thought it sounded very exciting. Football sounds exciting. The Wanderers. Well, football as a whole sounds exciting, but it just isn't. It sucks, right? It's not good. Like, it seems... Okay, okay, it's quite accessible in that it's easy to play badly. So, and you don't need a referee. Whereas rugby, you do need someone watching. Yeah. One of my big problems with football is a huge rules issue. And it's one that basketball fixed. Oh, yes. Basketball put in a shot clock. Mm-hmm. And what that stopped was incredibly defensive plays. Which is most of soccer. Which is most of what football is. Yes. Um, and games stopped ending at like three to six points. Mm. Or, to translate them to football, nil-nil. Yeah. Oh, and no score draw. Nothing happened in an hour and a Nothing half. Nothing occurred. But we all yelled and paid to come. Whereas I had to pie. <laughs> I've never been to a football match. When, when you've got the shot clock in basketball, stuff is happening constantly. Mm. It is 
always a fight and it is always aggressive and interesting. Can I put something forward? You can. Ice hockey. Yep. They barely score any fucking goals in ice hockey. Have you seen how big an ice hockey goal is? Yeah, it's about the size of an ice hockey goalie's arse. Yes. <laughs> and they wear bigger armour than they are. What I'm saying is they barely score any goals, but it's still exciting to watch. Because you've strapped knives to these men's feet, given them hand weapons, and told them to fight. Yes, but also, let's take out... Uh, I can't believe I was saying this. Let's take out the awesome fighting style of this. I refuse. <laughs> but I'm thinking about it, but you carry on talking. And <laughs> you're playing ice hockey, there's one way you can go quickly. Forwards. Mm, that's true, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you can't, like... There is no about real way to stop and stand still without <laughs> dying... <laughs> In an ice hockey game. <laughs> yeah, everyone has momentum. Whereas in a football game, it is so legitimate to pass it back to your goalkeeper yeah. and then have him faff about with it for 20 and minutes. And like kick it down again. Whereas everybody in an ice hockey game has to keep moving. We've already fixed football. Yep. With our, with our one a shot clock and two a sniper. Mm-hmm. What if... Terrain. Well, in football? Yeah. Or like six sick BMX jumps. Yeah, I like that. Or like, or like, maybe like, maybe it's this downhill one way. Or it makes downhill both ways into the middle. That's good. Or maybe like the, the, across the centre line, there's a travelator. Mm-hmm. Ah, just, so, so it'll it'll throw them off. So, so as the ball rolls over, it just gets whipped into the air. Oh, so it's going very quickly. Yeah, right? yeah. And people stand on it. They like shatter an ankle. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like a load of dogs. <laughs> just on the pitch just a bunch of dogs not like wild dogs just like no they're nice dogs they just yeah. want the ball yeah <laughs> what, when I said terrain what I was thinking about was like paintball terrain oh like there's inflatable. Like inflatable paintball terrain because the great thing about those is like they, they can they, they, you can change those after each goal plus you can do rad tricks like bouncing on them yeah like, I, I don't think five a side indoor football gets enough love I think that's a far superior game to <laughs> 11-a-side outdoor football. I genuinely think you're right, because apart from anything else, five-a-side football is often played by kids. Mm. And kids want to score a goddamn goal. Yes! So they play the game of football and they do the tricky. So all four of them run after the ball as soon as possible and try and make it go in the goal. And then they enter the scrum. But also, but like, you can't... You can't tactically let it go out. It just bounces off the wall and we're back in again. Yeah, it's squash. Yes! <laughs> ball squash. Squash already has balls in it. Yeah. Faster balls. Squash is a terrifying game. I can't say I've ever been loaded into playing it. I've, I, I've squashed many a time in my, in my past. You've got reach. I've got reach. I'm not very good at it. No. Because those balls come at you fast. I guess, you don't, I guess you don't have to move at all. No, well you do. Actually. Like, like you, 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 just, you just move your giant spider arms around. <laughs> like send them out with a cricket bat. With a, with a sound like like cracking ice <laughs> and an old hinge. <laughs> You've got a cricket bat in a squash court as well. Imagine, no, imagine the stance that Slenderman would have playing cricket correctly, like all bent over yeah, and yeah, playing yeah. defensive plays. Yeah, and that's what I'd look like. And then and and then like you turn to face them and you're wearing a mask and then your head keeps turning. There's an identical mask on the back of your head. Yeah. Like an owl with a mask on the back of its head. <laughs> they go to get me out and I'm already standing by the stumps. <laughs> it's me, Dr. Sausages. <laughs> Predator Peng... Preston Peng... I'm going to say that one again. Please do. Preston Penguin writes in, Long-time listener, first-time posting. Got a mounted player. 
We play 5e. He's a half-orc paladin. The group is big on combat and less on RP. Any suggestions on fucking this shit up or making it <laughs> making it fun for the player? I will take my answer with many comments and innuendo of orc kisses. Good. First off, Fuck. excellent use of format. Mm-hmm. Um, so after we get the long-time listener, first-time poster. That's the first time we've had it. Uh, yes, and I'm I'm quite pleased with it. Like long- somebody yesterday said, or well, last time said, thanks. Long-time podcast maker, first-time. First responder. time, first time, first time responder post. <laughs> it's uh, awful. Um, so, what does this person want? <laughs> They've got a half orc paladin on um, on a mount, doing mounted stuff. What what what's the what's the paladin mounted on? Presumably a horse. Mm. Just just for the average, it's probably a horse. Okay. And they want to know how do I either fuck this shit up. Mm-hmm. Or make it fun. Okay, an important keyword you need to learn is dire. <laughs> you get a dire horse. Yeah, dire. Yeah, you can. You can get dire anything. It's a template. It's a spiky horse. You can tell I'm still working on three point five. Can you? <laughs> dire horses are good. Yeah, I think also like getting outside of the remit of, of horses. Like, you, I'm assuming you're the GM here. Yeah, penguin. Um, you can say, especially if it's your paladin's like like spiritual man, which they summon. They which, Pokemon out, yeah. Which I always thought was very funny. Like they summon it riding, so they sort of jump in the air, bow legged, <laughs> and, <laughs> and a horse slides into their crotch, <laughs> like like from off the frame. See, if that was me, mm-hmm. I would be having a lot of fun with that. I would be like wearing a very billowy dress. Mm. And then, like a sort of Chinese matriarch. Yeah, and then have it so that the horse was summoned, so that it looked like an enormous erection. Just go, no, I'm just pleased to see you. <laughs> Here's my lance, <laughs> which also looks like an enormous yeah, erection. Obviously, yeah. because because you've got your special man, so your spiritual bond. Yes, and you're the GM. You can fuck with this as much as you want. Yep. So maybe the, maybe next time it comes back and it's a crab, <laughs> like a riding crab. Get yourself a wandering monster table and roll the dice. That's what they summon. You summon D6 goblins. Holding a saddle <laughs> above their heads. Alright. No, they sent us here for the elemental plane of good. The horse was busy. But, but Bucephalus. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bucephalus here. <laughs> We're all Bucephalosi. <laughs> yeah, Bucephalosi, that's us. Yeah, go on. Tim up front's got a mane. Talk to him, alright? <laughs> I'm tail. Shut up, tail. <coughs> Shut up, tail. I, uh... Yes. Just wandering monster. Yeah. Um, make it invisible. That's fun. Then make it mischievous. Make it the lightsaber of horses. Go on. So that it's retractable. Oh, I see. Comes and out a little and horse it comes through bulkheads. Yeah. Comes out a little horse. Do you just have the tail? Yeah, just a tail. You just press the button. <laughs> you have, like, you have, like, a tail butt plug. Yeah. And you click, and it then up. you just—it's like a movable rod. You just place it in the air, press the button, let go, and, a horse and the horse spills out the, the end. <laughs> the horse falls out the end like old beef. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? Mm-hmm. Every time they summon it, mm-hmm. kill it. Like what? Like that? You appear with a gun and shoot it. <laughs> no, no, no. Like like they charge. They as soon as they jump off the horse. Yeah. Kill the horse somehow. Right, yeah. So a goblin destroys it. Yeah. It is set on yeah, fire. Yeah. So it, every single it time. It runs hard into a like, wall. Like, like a sort of South Park Kenny character. Yes. Like yes. it dies every time. And then you, by the end of it, you've got this horse that's just like, I, so I summon you! And it's just 
like poking its head round an alleyway, like. Well, it looks safe and it clops out. I can still feel pain. <laughs> I'm still a living animal. Is it? I'm going to say yes. It's like a god animal. Could be. It's like an angel, but a lion. Yeah, it's how angels can't feel pain, is what you're saying. No, I'm saying angels can feel pain. Oh, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> Talking horse. Talking horse. Oh yeah, have the have the horse voice its opinion. Yeah, all the time. Um, also, especially if it's goblins. If actually, if the horse had just five goblins, just let, let let the rest of the group play the goblins. Yep. Um, so the group is they're not big on RP. They're less on RP. They're big on combat. So what what's a fun horse thing to do with combat? So what horse is scared of? Is it mice or is that elephants? There's elephants. Traditionally. A horse is scared of elephants. Uh, horses are scared of shotguns. Yes. Horses are also, like, they seem perpetually terrified of everything. And small hedges, because yeah. they know that if they can't make it over, they'll be killed. Um, <laughs> Water jumps. So, the big thing... Fight in a horse race. <laughs> Fight in a racing course. <laughs> That'll do it. No one else can take part. Everyone else is just running along, running along like in a cart, pulled by the biggest member. I'm sorry I drummed on your knee to No, it's fine, you. I liked it. <laughs> It was good to have human contact. Um, horses are good at charging combat. Like, mounts are good at charging combat. True. And that's largely it. However... Hard to do in dungeons. Sorry? Hard to do in dungeons. Very hard to do in dungeons. Low ceilings, etc. However, one important thing to remember... Flumes. Obviously, or, you can flume everything. Yeah, go on. Um, but a dead horse is cover. <laughs> I mean, so is a living horse. No, uh, that's not, covering. because if it's standing up, there's no cover, because its legs aren't cover. No, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess like if, if someone was shooting you from above, you could probably sort of like, yes, yeah, use that as but a... but a dead horse, yeah. that's cover. Mm. So, so you can, every time you summon a mount, it's dead, and you've just it got It starts to, dead. It starts dead, so you could, they can't charge with it, but they do have a movable shield that they can resummon. <laughs> movable? But as they resummon it. Right, yeah, okay, yeah. Because like you could, I think it's quite hard to move a horse, especially if it's dead. Yeah, easier to beat. I always, I always thought there'd be more spells in D and D about creating temporary walls of cover. It's not very interesting in D and D, though. That's true. Yeah, cover never really comes up, does it? No, and they, they. I guess they really have ranged combat. They tried. They tried to make a, a battle map heavy game. Hmm. Fourth third. Yep, and. Didn't mess about with movement in, in an interesting fashion. No, he didn't, did they? It was all it was all fairly static. Like you've got phase steps and things like that as racial powers. Yeah, and your, and that was, that was the, iron, iron tides. Yeah, iron. and that was the first inkling I had that maybe this was going to be a cool thing where positioning was really important. And they just forgot it. And then just did, what, 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 if, what if you could do eight d eight damage once per day? Well, I guess I'm only doing four d ten damage once a day. It's kind of like the same thing. This one does acid damage. Okay, what if sure. I could lock people in a prison? What if I could create walls? A library. Yeah, and change the way the battlefield yeah. works and knock in pit traps. What if traps? I could summon a hill? What if I could summon a hole and then push people into it? The anti-hill. That's <laughs> You just said the entire spell backwards. Anything on the paladin angle? Is the horse also a paladin? Of a I wouldn't do that if I were you. Of a different religion. Hmm. It's, com- yeah, it's uh, hugely problematic. It's, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's got really difficult views on gay marriage. It's a really racist horse. <laughs> what, against different races of humans or different no, 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 like, horses? Like, Watch out for those piebald fuckers. <laughs> They'll have your wallet. 
Now, they've no opposable thumbs, but they'll work it out. It's not even a horse, there's a pony. <laughs> I thought ponies were baby horses. Nope. Are they just small horses? Teeny horses. I thought you got a pony first. You, they're a good starter horse. No, I thought that they, I thought it grew up into a horse. You're making me question it now. I don't think so. I think no, I think that, that, that's, that's, that's a foal. Yeah, it's a baby horse. Yeah, you get a, and you get a pony which is separate, and then you get those little tiny ponies, Shetland ponies, that are like those little tiny ride-on motorcycles. Apparently, they're bastards. I can imagine, and they poo all the time. <laughs> they're not but poop. Nothing but poop. My aunt had horses. Gross. Yeah, really disgusting creatures. They should all be shot. <laughs> no, no, we should be. We should be. What, Chris? What's one thing you like about horses? I used to ride horses, and I quite enjoyed it. Hmm. When I was very young. Like a motorcycle, but hairier. I mean, yes, but with the ability for you to just zone out and the horse can just do it. Yeah. Like, like imagine if you were in a car and you got bored of driving. Yeah. And you didn't really want to anymore. Yeah. You still get where you're going. Yeah. The horse. Because the horse will get kind of forward. Just keep going forward. Just go. Oh, left. Yeah. You you read your book. I've played. I've played Assassin's Creed Origins. (laughs) Exactly like that. Yeah. Ask me a question, Chris. I will ask you a question. Uh, Owen asks. Could you kindly give us all a how-to guide for gaming conventions? I've never been to one and would appreciate some advice. Now, this is timely, because by the time this comes out... Owen will have gone to Nine Worlds. <laughs> will have gone to a convention. With us. With us. But not heard this. But not heard this. So, so for next year. Yeah. So, soz. Inventions. Conventions. Inventions. Inventions. Adventions or advice for conventions. Yes. As I'm calling it. God, I'm tired. I'm thinking, we are hoary veterans. We are crusty, greasy veterans of the convention scene. We are... Slippery, grimy, we old are, hands. We are diseased, suppurating <laughs> hands. We are the weeping sores of conventions. <laughs> now listen, you're, at some point during, during the weekend, you're going to be like, I just can't drink anymore. That's that's the weak part, leaving your body. You need to be drunk or hepped up on caffeine yes. for the entirety. Now, that does mean you get... A, 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 it's around about... It'll kick in between 2pm and 4pm, and I call it the dark hour, <laughs> which is the lowest point of your day as the caffeine wears off and the hangover just sort of parks itself quietly in the back of your skull. Yes. I think the thing also about conventions... I'm just going to move my chair. Really loud. Yeah. I drink at conventions. Yes, you do. So do you. Mm-hmm. We both drink a lot. Um, because it's a party. It's a three-day party. It's a three-day party, which my liver is not equipped for. Yeah. I also do professional stun drinking mm-hmm. at many conventions. Yes. And then amateur stun drinking <laughs> afterwards. You need to rest... Okay, this is this is genuine advice. Rather than you need to keep drinking, don't drink too much. Drink water. Have like have some, have some food on you. Don't 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 like if you, if you see me doing something, do the opposite. He's not very good at this. I'm not very good at this. I do it a lot, but I'm not very good at it. You need to rest. You need to, you need to find some time for yourself because uh, especially I, I I work from home. Um, and I, I I spend a lot of my a lot of time on my own, and so going to going to a convention can leave me feeling very porous. Yeah. Uh, like 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 the, the your insides and your outsides aren't quite in a line uh, in an, an alignment, uh, and it's just being uh, especially if you're working in some way or running games like you're exposed to people all day, and so it can get quite 
Are you exposed in a personal way, so it can get quite exhausting. Yeah. Uh, so if you've got a nearby hotel room, go and hide in it. Well, that's the thing. Like one one of the big problems for me, especially, is that a convention is consistently noisy mm. from the moment the doors open mm-hmm. until hours after they close. Mm-hmm. A convention is loud, yelling. You will need to find somewhere that isn't full of screaming people. Noise cancelling headphones are good. Uh, earbuds, earplugs. Ear Just going for a walk around the convention. Take up smoking. Oh yeah, take up smoking. Definitely yeah. do that. I mean, you should take up smoking because it looks cool. I'm so cool. I smoke. He does. Chris vapes. I do. That's like cyber smoking. I'm from the future. Bleep bloop. I have to charge my fucking cigarette. I have a big blue cigarette. That's what you. That's what you're like. That's what I sound like all the time. Only when you exhale. <laughs> <laughs> Through a digital cloud of smoke. The screech of binary. <laughs> Don't buy too much. That's another thing. I, it's super easy to buy stuff at a convention. That's not strictly true. You simply need to have willpower. And also remember that everything's cheaper online. Yeah. Now, you can buy stuff if it's cheap, actually. I'm done with that. If you can get bargains. Yeah. Because I presume if you're going to a role-playing convention, it's the one thing you give a shit about in life. <laughs> It's the, one, it's the one thing I give a shit about in life. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and you can't get cheap games anymore because they're all done through Steam. Yeah, very so, true. So, um... I can I got, a deal. I got Raitama. Yeah. At UK Games That's Expo. paid for itself three times over, hasn't it? What? Oh, no way. By me running it? Yeah. I read it and enjoyed it. Oh, good. Mary's going to run it. Okay. Yeah. No, she's not going to. It's never. I don't intend to have it happen. It's got nice stories about little dragons who have mushroom friends. Yeah. And that's cool. It's a lovely book. Yeah. It has two different spells that involve cicadas. <laughs> but the the whole point of a convention at the mm. heart of it is technically to play games mm. and to experience the culture of those games. Can I counterpoint? No. Yes, I agree can. with Chris. <laughs> Please. I think the point of games convention is to hang out with people who are similar to you. Because there are... It is, it is an excellent low-pressure hang. Yeah. You can, like... There are very few other situations in which you can sort of sidle up to someone and... Uh, and uh, or like, or like well, while they were having a cigarette, one of my favourite tricks is I'm well to say, Hello there, I don't know any of you, who are you? And generally you can make something approach, approximating a friend. It's or awful, least, I don't know how he does it. Or at least talk to someone for a little while. Yeah, And, you know, you meet some interesting people sometimes, and the gag is that everyone's there as a nerd, everyone's there as a role-playing yeah. geek, everyone's there for, to play video games, what have you. And so you've got that awkward bit, like, we'd have to explain what Dungeons & Dragons is. That you've is that super useful, way. actually, not having to explain what the hell it is you do. Yeah. Um, also, this is just a rumour, but uh, feel free to bone down. Is that the phrase the kids are using these days? I assume. Yeah. Apparently, everyone's having all sorts of dirty sex at cons all the time. Not me, constantly. Hotel room parties, shower surprises. (laughs) What? Butter jobs. (laughs) What the fuck is a butter job? You mean you don't know? No, Grant. What's a butter job? Mm, I don't know. What's a butter job with you? No, I don't know. I sped it up. (laughs) Um, There's... They're generally quite good places to smooch people. Yeah. Because they are full of people who have standards that might, might align with yours. I think is the, probably the easiest way to say it. <laughs> it's the most, nicest way to say it. Most people 
would not hear your oh I, oh I design role playing games for a living and be like kiss me hard on the mouth dang dang that's some hot stuff yeah. I gotta cut me off a piece of this <laughs> hoochie mama <laughs> ride him cowboy don't say hoochie mama I don't know right? where I'm from I don't want to go there the old west <laughs> I don't care on a horse by a Reykjavik um, kiss people, nice people you like. Give them kisses. Play games as well. Oh, I suppose so. Yeah, it's fun. You can play games. With just you can play games. Um, a lot of them have. A lot of them. Oh, my, one of my favourite things is nerd convention uh, dance parties. Wow. So like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh shit, man! Yeah, like they. So so they have a Saturday night disco at Nine Worlds. They had one. Oh, they I had think one. I stridently avoided it. Yeah, smart plan. They had one for you. They had one at Kitacon as well when I went, which was lovely. Um, which is an, an anime convention. Yeah. And no one can dance. It's delicious. <laughs> I can't dance. No one else here can dance. And none of us, none of us, are, so all of us are not dancing to a song we really like. Amazing. And possibly just like a dance remix of the, of, of the, of the Pokemon theme tune. <laughs> and you're just flailing your fucking arms around. Everyone's apocalyptic level drunk. Yeah. Because this is like the one weekend they get to cut loose. And there's something pleasingly hedonistic about it. And then, at the end of the day, you can go and play Blades in the Dark if you'd like. <laughs> not after that. But <laughs> no, not after that. Maybe at the beginning of the day. Yeah. But you, you get that. And then, and then you don't have this sort of might I say sort of washed out jaded feel you might get off of off a proper class A drugs binge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you uh you just you just go you just go to bed. Yeah, have a little nap. Have a little nap. So yeah, um take carry food with you. Oh you yeah. Can. It's expensive. Food's expensive and it's bad for you as well. Um I my one of my first conventions I survived on nothing but um food I bought from seven <laughs> eleven. So I had I had uh, chicken biscuits microwaved. What it, what's a chicken biscuit? Uh, it's, a, it's a it's a scone, right? With with with, with a bit with basically a fried chicken patty in the middle. <gasps> oh God! Well, it's a chicken burger, right? A scone. Well, so so it's, it's, it's biscuits. So like so like American so the fluffy American scones they make like biscuits and gravy. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. No biscuits and gravy. Uh, so it's like they're more like pancakes. They made the they 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 okay. in the. Like, like you'll, 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 you can do them on a griddle and then you finish them in the oven. Because I'm still just imagining just like an English scone. It's much lighter and flakier. processed chicken in it. Lighter, fluffier. Like the chicken was bad and there was something butter themed on there. Oh. Wasn't butter. No. Smelled like butter. Looked like butter. Didn't taste like okay. butter. Some sort of palm oil. Anyway, I survived on that coffee and a, and a bottle of rye I was carrying around with me. Oh, and a family bag, a family bag of peanuts I had in my coat pocket. Amazing. I was not feeling very healthy. No, you're going to die. Yeah. Um, th- thank God it was only three days long. Yeah. Find some fruit. Keep it in your keep it in your hotel room. Eat it when you wake up. Re- replenish your vitamins. Um, Lucasade. I hear that's some sort of modern panacea. Cocaine. That's useful. Now, now we're getting back into the class A drugs, aren't we? Oh, we are. Now a little bit of cocaine's okay, but not too much. And you like you got? I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen anyone doing coke. No, but I can imagine it <laughs> at an anime convention. <laughs> I just fucking love Japanese cartoons, okay? <laughs> now that's capping. Yeah. Uh, a- any other advice? Not really. I mean, essentially, it is just a three-day nerd party. Yeah. And that's like if you've ever been to a festival, 
That's what we call a real party. Yeah, that's fair, nerds. But... Nerds are much more laid back. We don't. We don't want to go outside. No, we want air conditioning. We want. The, we want the capacity to order food. Yeah, we we want a phone. We want. We, what we want is an internet connection mm. and a flat surface. Yeah, that's all we're really after. <laughs> so we can roll dice. Like whatever's going on, mm. everything can be solved with a flat surface. Um, also, I would recommend try playing board games. Because they're much lower barrier to entry and yeah, much shorter. You can, just, you can just pick up and play those rather than okay. learning a whole new rule set. Well, I've, had, I've, had, I've had some fucking terrible con games in my time from lovely GMs. Yeah. Like, like who meant well, but you just cannot... Like, if you've got, like, seven people you've got for four hours, you cannot manage that if you've never met them before unless you're a, unless you're a consummate professional. Yeah. Especially if it's your own homebrew world, mm. which it so often is. Well, it is for me anyway. I've got one last question before we wrap this podcast up. Ask me. This is the fewest questions we've ever had. I think it is, yeah. Oh, that sketching asks, your thoughts on the... on the Rewind. Your thoughts on the Nobilis RPG? Thanks. Winking, smiling. So, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, whatever. Thanks, wink. <laughs> what do you think about Nobilis, Chris? So, I think, honestly... Have you ever trod the spectral hallways as a hollyhock god? I think we've... Pretty sire! I think... Have you explored the examples in the many sidebars? We... Yeah. ...have just figured out why I've never played Nobilis. Why is that? What you just said. Hollyhock god? Yeah. I hear it's quite good. I'm sure it is. I, I, I bought it. I tried reading it. Mm-hmm. The file was too big to download to my iPad. Wow. Uh, I think it was James Wallace. Like, uh, his his company re-released it as PDF, second, second ed. Okay. And I only ever used to read stuff on my tablet. Sure. Um, and it was, I think it was like a hundred and... It was like an 87 megabyte download or something like that? That's, that's quite a bit. Yes, for a book. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's several Mega Drive games. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of line art in yeah. that book as well. Um, so, I'll be honest with you, I haven't read a lot of it. I, I, I read it back in the day. From what I can tell, you play gods. Yep. It's diceless. Yep. Your power is limited by your domain. Okay. And by other gods. Sure. But it's not like, you know, you're not rolling to hit or anything. I think the main thing is it just sounds like nothing I care about. Yeah. I think that's my problem with it. Um, I'm not a fan of GM-less, f- complete freeform, that sort of thing. There is a GM-less. No, no, sorry, I'm yeah. not, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, yeah. this is GM-less. I'm saying that I, I I like a certain level of structure. Now, are we getting old? Because I'm, I'm, I've, I've been looking at these, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm an indie darling. Mm-hmm. We're indie darlings. I've been trying to get into indie games, and a lot of them just seem like Codswallop. I think I a lot of them are Codswallop. I don't know whether I'm old or whether it's like, well, well, this this game is about looking at trees and then writing down how they make you feel in a book, and then giving that book to the next person, and that person writes down a feeling about a different tree. It's like, is that at no point in my existence will I have cared about that? That's the thing. It just like I'm not, I'm not sure what, who who this is for. I'm not sure what market this has, these sort of ultra-indie games. Yeah. 
Um, well, shit, I wrote a game about haiku, but this has got sword fighting in it. <laughs> yeah, like I don't understand those games. I I don't know how I would play them with with my friends. Yeah, I don't know how I, I don't know how I'd bre- how I'd broach the subject. No, breach the subject. <laughs> breach the subject. Breach. Get right in that subject. <laughs> Listen, you missed the uh, that, 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 the uh, the gesture that Chris made. <laughs> it was, was solid. It, it was two-handed. <laughs> um. But just, just imagine being like, hey, I want to play a game um, where we talk about dogs we've seen. Yeah, it's not happening. No, I'm not. Can, can we play something with Dyson? I guess we, I, I don't know. I just, structure is what I, I want a GM. Yeah. I want. I, I mean, honestly, I want to be a GM. <laughs> That's fine, but I like... It's a kink thing, okay? I like that that dynamic of, yeah. play, of, of one side and the other. Cooperating, yeah, and collaborating, and you've got like and like and like the GM weaving the the, the players together, and like the GM trying, especially the way the way which you GM is to put in as little as possible and use the players' input to try and to try and bring exactly. them towards an interesting story. And that's that's really fun. Like, there's an absolutely marvelous game called Lovecraft Desk. Mm-hmm. It is genuinely very clever. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think I'm ever going to play it mm. because. It, what it does is it perfectly replicates Lovecraft's stories. And it, updates them too. Yeah, and updates them, makes them less racist. It, yeah, it, it, it replicates them in a way which Call of Cthulhu and Trail of Cthulhu don't. Yes, in that there is a single protagonist, mm. and it's their descent into madness and stuff, and you have multiple GMs and a rotating player, mm-hmm. and that's very clever. <laughs> However, what I want is Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't... Love, to me, Lovecraft-esque doesn't feel like something I could play. I think it's more like I think I, I, I agree with you. I think it's very akin to I don't want the best kebab I can have. I want the kebab I want. Yes, which is a bad kebab. <laughs> Not necessarily a bad kebab. But always, one, always done things. But, baby. One, but one that I can it's mainly horse. One that tastes like I imagine. Yeah, grey. Yeah. Now, like originally grey and then sort of griddled, but not like that. That that, that sort of delicate slices of lamb meat. Arranged around some couscous, no couscous, and 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 and, uh, and uh, oven roasted cherry tomatoes. No, 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 no. Layer of chips, yeah. layer of cheese, layer of donut meat, burger sauce, and garlic mayonnaise. That's what I want in a plas- in a plastic box. Chris, I've been I've, I've learned something possibly heretical. Yeah, I've changed my order of boxes of joy. What? Hear me out here, right? It goes: chips, meat, cheese, sauce. And you're like, surely, surely the sauce doesn't melt. Surely the cheese doesn't melt. Yeah. You don't put on as much sauce as you used to. Hear me out. No, Hear I'm not out. listening. You, you, dri- you drizzle it on there, right? Yeah. What that means is, is your cheese, rather than becoming a solid wedge around the chips, yeah. like, it became like a cake. It became difficult. And you pick up the fork. What you get is, is, is it, it blends with the, with, with the oils in the garlic mayonnaise and the burger sauce. And you're left with this sort of cheese mess on top. I pop a couple of onions on there, or as every as every kebab shop owner I've ever tried to, a full fucking onion on top <laughs> of my much, kebab. Too much onions coming out right up. Like for me, the important thing there is that the sauce must be in contact with the meat. It does also make it makes contact with the meat. Like it's like like there's, there's cheese sprinkled on top, and then you have got the sauce around. It's the meat that's the difficult part to eat. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and so the sauce makes that more. I was trying. No to, I was trying to think what the nice part is, but it's not any part of it. No, it's not. I don't, the easy I don't think part, I'd want any any single part of a box of joy. The easy part to swallow is the chips because they're greasy. Because they're greasy, and you just they're greasy just hot chips, salt. Chips. Yeah, I say the cheese goes down pretty smooth. 
Yeah, but the most difficult thing to, to actually physically swallow is the dolomite. It's a polystyrene box. <laughs> and, and the fork. <laughs> and the, That's why they give you the plastic fork. How do we get from Nobilis onto this? Uh, because uh, you like Call of Cthulhu, so you want you would you would choose Call of Cthulhu over Lovecraft esque. Yes, because we are we are trash humans with no taste. <laughs> because because of yeah, because of the the dynamic that it presents me with. Yes, and the nostalgia element. And the, the, yeah, there's a nostalgia element and but the like, comfort of it as well. We write story games. Yeah, but we write story games with structure. True. I don't play story games. No, but I, but I play D and D. Now I play it like a story game. Yeah. <laughs> We don't, like, we, don't use, the rules. we don't use those bloody rules at any no, point. No, get right off us, though. But yeah, so that's my problem with games like Nobelis. There's not enough structure. Mm. And it's it's about walking that tightrope, to be honest with you. I th- it's been interesting. We, we were looking at, uh, so before we started recording, Chris showed me the, the new uh, Pathfinder, Pathfinder 2nd Edition book. Yep. Nothing but feats. Feats, as far as the eye can see. All feats all the time. Like a bunch of caterpillars all hanging out. Have they got feet or are they nubs? <laughs> Tendrils? I don't know. Mm. Um, and there's something there's something a little intoxicating about reading Pathfinder because it presents you with this closed universe. Like there's no there's no room for, there's, no, there's no room to manoeuvre in Pathfinder. But because there's no room there's, because there's no room to manoeuvre, you can solve the universe like a Japanese puzzle box. Yeah, like it gives you a lot of choice, but it is aware of every choice. Whereas in something like Nobilis, or honestly a lot of the games we write, it's like, ah, it's, how did you come up with it? Yeah. Like, like, quite, and like, one of the things which I, which I, um, I'm trying to do more in my, in my work is just acknowledging that you can't, you can't cater to every scale in, 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 in a game. And so like, like looking at Scion, yeah. which had rules for punching a boar and punching the god of boars yes. in the same system. And punching a boar, you rolled like four d ten and counted successes. And punching the god of boars, you you took thirty four damage by approaching <laughs> the boar. It's just, it's just you can't. It doesn't need to scale. And so hey hey, there's a god of boars here. He can do boar shit. Yeah. And I quite like that. But I think I think it's striking that balance between this this is this is a closed complete universe which you can explore and set up and and, and um, uh, exploit. I think manipulate and interact yes. is a better way of putting yes. it. Manipulate. Um, master. Yeah, well, not, necessarily, not even necessarily master, but there is a method by which you can optimise. Not necessarily have yes. the optimal. But optimised. But optimised. So, for instance, if you go, I want to be a combat character, sure. Yeah. That's a thing you can super do. Easy. Rather than just describing yourself as better at fighting. Yes. And like, there, well, there's mechanical feedback to that. Yes. Testable. Yes. Repeatable. Mm, scientific. Mm. Thank you for listening to Hearty Nice Friends. I'm very warm. He's I'm, very warm. He's he's Christopher Taylor. I nearly called him Grunhart. <laughs> I'm Grunhart. He's yes. Chris Taylor. We are one. We are a, we are a single sweating flesh beast. Yes, unfortunately. In my, in my hot office room. Again, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this, um, why don't we give him a little song? Which song, though? Let's make up a song as we go along about Patreon.com. What's that forward slash? Oh, what's that forward slash? I can't sing. I'm very bad at this. Um, it's forward slash hearty dice friends. 
Ez a You can also follow us on Twitter at HDFpodcast. If you want to send us a big old long beefy question, mm-hmm. uh, you should send it to heartydicefriends at gmail.com. Uh, if you join the Patreon, there are some benefits you can get. You can get access to uh, forbidden episodes, <laughs> like episode 69. And also, too hot for audio. Yeah, too hot to be released to the public. Uh, not, not too hot, too um, vague. Misinformed. Yeah, too, too dangerous, really. <laughs> I think like we might cause some definitely injuries. Definitely some infections. Uh, with that. Um, and also like all the Hearty Dice Nights episodes as well. Um, or uh, but, but mainly you can come along and hang on the Discord, which is a lovely community. Which is super rad. It's really nice. Um, we uh, we I've been I've, I've been gearing up for a full cavalcade of pictures of all the food I've eaten <laughs> in America. And yes, I am going to stumble into this out no strong, powerful outro. Hang on, like the bull. <laughs> I love you. Come away with me to Nine Worlds. It is me, Bruno. I have returned. Hop on my hairy back. We will go to Nine. Was this Bruno's voice? Climb aboard me. I believe so. I it was remember. deeper. What? It was deeper. Nine Worlds was also like yesterday. I've got my own Nine Worlds. <laughs> At the top of Yggdrasil. There's only three worlds, but they're pretty good. Got a sort of mirror set up so you can see him a couple of times. Pretty, pretty rad. Pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what you should do, right, is come to my get in my van. Okay. Are we both me? Yes. Hot. <laughs>